0: wellnesscoach.com streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life.
1: This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I tricked Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me and their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for a bigger size families and express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies onto the show. Hey there awesome listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley and I'm Andrea and this is take two of what we just tried to do then but (laughs) when I am responsible for hitting record on the um, you know actual podcast recording software stuff that we use um Clearly, I shouldn't be allowed to do this stuff. Uh, so, ladies, welcome to Wellness Women Radio. Thank you for tuning in with us. Um, you missed so much gold just then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and I'll do, I'll, obviously, you know, our social media kind of lead in and promote everything. I'll probably do that at the end. But, um, Ash, it's so nice to see you. It's you know, I know. I- we don't see each other enough. We always say this,
0: but uh, I think, you know, that uh, is you know, a consequence of us and our busy lives. And I'm sure a lot of women listening can relate to that. They're not seeing their besties as much as they'd
1: like to. I know. And I swear that a lot of the time I come on here and I have this huge amount of guilt that like I haven't checked in with you or that we haven't caught up and we still haven't had. So Ash and my birthdays are very close together. We're both Liberans. Um, awesome. By which, the way, that makes us awesome. <laughs> definitely. But I don't know how we ever make decisions. Seriously. Uh, well, yeah, but <laughs> we
0: don't because Pete actually literally said to me, you and Andrew would be hopeless in running a business together I'm like oh Oh. damn straight we would (laughs) oh yeah he's like you're awesome at doing this stuff but he goes you need to outsource everything else otherwise you get nothing done and I'm like
1: um yeah probably true (laughs) (laughs) and maybe we just play to our strengths right right. you know you and I both we're pretty switched on we're incredibly passionate about these topics and helping women maybe we don't need to be good at making decisions and everything (laughs) else
0: (laughs) <laughs> no 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 we'll just we we'll just keep fluffing along we're, we're doing great I'm quite happy where we're going
1: um and what was I saying oh yeah we still haven't had our little birthday kind of catch up which we were going to do um, oh, no swapsies we always swapsies our gifts and it's like oh I still have yours sitting on my desk right here actually in front of me oh cute I love that maybe we'll do a birthday slash kind of Christmas pre-Christmas celebration that would be lovely Sounds nice. Uh, anyway, sidetrack. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I sometimes know. this is our only time to catch
0: up. <laughs> oh gosh, to all those ladies listening, look, I know you all feel the same way that you have those those people in your life that you uh, you sort of just haven't hung out with enough. And I think this year's been such a blur for so many of us that uh, it's really hard sometimes to catch up with everyone, and particularly even just Poor, tough, old Victorians have had complete isolation. Mm. Like you just haven't even had a chance to do it. So I'm feeling all you ladies, I definitely, uh, you know, understand how hard it must be. But remember, you've got phones. So I think that's where we sort of make up for the difference. And to be fair, I think the best friendships in our lives are the ones where um, time almost seems to have this like limitless you know span in the sense that it could be a week since you spoke it could be a month but it feels like yesterday yeah. um and I love those those I guess relationships and friendships that can be like that whether it be girlfriends or family or anything like that There's just you know not having that guilt not having that expectation that oh my gosh you didn't call me back it's mm-hmm. uh, it's that idea of just knowing that it's cool we'll get in touch again soon um yeah. so yeah I really I'm really grateful for our friendship too Andrew and I think that's why it just makes it so easy to keep doing these recordings when people often ask us you know, haven't you run out of ideas yet or don't you ever
1: get bored with it or um, how <laughs> do yeah. you keep talking? <laughs> oh gosh, I think that we could keep talking forever but I think I think we definitely go through little ebbs and flows of, um, uh, you know, needing a little bit more kind of inspiration and so we kind of check in and go and, you know, so often like our patients are our inspiration for so many of the topics and the things that we mm. see sort of come up. Um, definitely not sick of it yet though, still absolutely no. love Um, love doing this, which hopefully you are loving um, listening to us. So, and if so, ladies, this is the best segue ever. Um, Please make sure that you um, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever it is that you're sort of listening to this podcast. Like even after all these years, we are still in the, um, often the top 20 on iTunes, which is just amazing, um, I think. And this is because of our incredible audience and how loyal you are to us but also the ratings that you give us so please keep that up because it really does help spread the message of just you know lifting this bar for women's health which i think is really important Um,
0: and you know what women's health tonight we're going to the deep nitty gritties the stuff we started with the reason why we started this podcast was you know to help and to create a library for our listeners so they could actually you know learn about things and hopefully sift through all the junk and get past that and go straight into the research and the information they really need so i I love this. We're back to basics tonight. This is some um, we like to call this this topic the gateway to hormone metabolism, and yeah. I think it's you know <laughs> understanding that uh, so much of our biochemistry is you know a cascade of effects, and that is essentially there's gateways for those pathways, and mm. if you understand them, if you can understand the basics of things like hormonal or estrogen metabolism, um, if you can understand how metabolism affects the hormone function and, of course, how the problems can develop from that, yeah. it suddenly gives you this empowered feeling of realizing you can both positively or negatively influence your health and your life. And I love that because I think, you know, we're, our foundation is when you know better, you have the opportunity to do better. Exactly. It doesn't mean you have to, but it just means you're doing things with knowledge and understanding and then it becomes choice as opposed to, I guess, blind ignorance. And uh, mm. and that's really what this has always been
1: about is how, you know, can we help you do better when you know better? And there's so many far-reaching consequences for having either poor estrogen metabolism or really good estrogen metabolism and when it comes to how your body is processing hormones we always want to have this use it and lose it principle so we want your body to use the hormones that it's making really really well really effectively Um, you know go to the tissue that it needs to um, have that really good cellular receptivity and then we want your liver and your gut to get rid of it appropriately as well we don't want it to hang around in your system and be recycling and everything else because the consequence of that is A whole bunch of really common hormonal issues that we see, like um, ovarian cyst formation, endometriosis, fibroids, and then it even goes on to the estrogen um, kind of driven cancers like breast, uterine, and ovarian cancer as well. Um, So, when we have a body that moves estrogen through our system in a really healthy way, it usually means that the risk of those things is very low as well. And we can test this too which I think is really cool. So the podcast tonight is all about understanding your estrogen metabolism and what affects it.
0: Absolutely. So estrogen clearance is um, how your body breaks down estrogen and removes it from your body. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's the simplest way of describing it. How that's done is obviously – Primarily through organs such as the liver, and you know, understanding how critically important it is that this breakdown occurs effectively uh, allows you to realize where some of this, uh, I guess, congestion or toxification comes from. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you hear a lot when it comes to estrogen balance and hormone balance issues, uh, liver function testing. You know, mm-hmm. looking to see how the liver is working and how your body is metabolizing uh, the hormones it needs to break down. So we, you know, we've talked about this at length in our in our Um, hormone reset program because it's really so our audience knows what to do for themselves. But Mm -hmm. this today is just really talking about some of the basics so you get a good understanding.
1: Um, We could honestly spend four hours talking about this, I think. (laughs) I know. And before we started recording, I had to kept saying to myself, okay, got to keep it simple, got to like summarize because I've got like pages and pages of notes of this and we could really go down the rabbit hole. So we're going to try and give you kind of a treetop sort of view of this um, and that will all sort of tie into, again, the advice that we give women every single day, because that absolutely affects every single one of these pathways. Um, so let's talk first about the phases of liver sort of metabolism or detoxification and there's two phases like you know phase one and phase two which is fairly simplistic and they're the main metabolic pathways for your estrogen hormones and remember we've got three types of estrogen so we've got estradiol which is mostly made by um, you know your ovaries which is the most potent version of estrogen so that's our e2 we've got estrone and we've got estriol which are the less potent and the weakest um, versions as well so when We have, you know, whatever it is, whether it's hormones, toxins, um, drugs, you know, uh, alcohol, everything else. When it comes into the body, it goes through this phase one pathway of detoxification in the liver. And its goal when it gets to phase one is to transform whatever it is into a lipid based um, thing. And so this is a process called biotransformation and there's enzymes that are really important for that process and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and essentially, what we're doing is we're moving the toxins or the hormones or whatever it might be to be more applicable for excretion. And we want to bind them to make them safer, so that they're not um, not dangerous in the body. I guess is probably the easiest way to to describe that. Um, does that kind of make sense? So, yeah, absolutely. In phase one of Detoxification or metabolism of estrogens, what happens is that estradiol gets moved down into some of its weaker forms of estrogen and then it gets changed into its metabolite. So it gets broken down even more and it will get transformed into something called 2-hydroxyestrone, which is a very weak, very safe form of estrogen but it also gets transformed into something called 16-alpha-hydroxyestrone. And that is a really potent, very proliferative estrogen. And depending on how your body does that, depends on how well um, essentially these detoxification pathways work. Um, And we know that this 16-alpha-hydroxyestrone is associated with, um, when we have high levels of that, is the breast and endometrial cancers. And it also really stimulates the immune system which can equal autoimmune conditions and everything else. So if our conversion in phase one of our liver favours the stronger forms rather than the weaker forms of that estrogen, then it means that we have this excessive estrogen activity in our body that can lead to things like the fibroids and the estrogen-sensitive cancers and all of those sorts of things. Are you still with me, Ash? Does that still make sense?
0: Of course, and okay.
1: I think you know just to put perspective
0: there, you're dealing with um you know in excess of fifty percent of estrogen is broken down the liver, so this yeah. this area is critical um, to understand and to improve liver function can improve you know hormone balance, and that's really um, I guess the take home point here that if we can look after the liver and improve this phase one phase two conjugation, then we can improve hormone balance, and that's yeah you know, the short story of it. But yeah, absolutely. And when you're talking about how that, you know, that phase one can potentially alter hormone balance, a lot of people don't realize as well, things like um, prescription medications, you know, have to be affected in that phase one conjugation. So as a consequence of that, you can have uh, concerns interfering with, the liver's metabolism of hormones so yeah yes. this is where it starts to get more complex because like oh but hang on how does why is it why is it not working you know that's mm. the next question people often ask well why is my my liver you know conjugation not working and it's like <coughs> oh that's interesting um and then you know we go back to all our classic topics you know you can go way back into our library and you'll see things like the hormones, you know estrogens, and all those things that bind to mimic receptors are throughout the body so yes. you know and this is where this is where you unpack it and start to unload all that um all of those episodes we've talked about at nauseam about all those things it all comes back to the same same point and that is they affect liver function liver handles about 50 percent or more of estrogen breakdown mm-hmm. if that's
1: not working we are not well our hormones exactly. are not balanced and this phase one of detoxification is utterly dependent on something called cytochrome P450 um, mm. and the enzymes of that will either speed up the metabolism um, and that is can be affected by, you know, genetics, exercise, um, the presence of certain substances like what you were um, suggesting there, Ash, like certain medications. Um, it can be sped up also by supplementation, uh, by our diet, And these things can either obviously induce or slow down or inhibit um, the function of that cytochrome P450. Mm. Uh, And the things that normally inhibit that process are um, like antacids, so your anti-reflux medication or your PPIs, antihistamines, which I know people are just going crazy with, particularly in Perth at the moment because everyone's hay fever is so bad, Mm -hmm. Um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, uh, and, uh, I th- also things like, um, alcohol as well. So all of those things inhibit that phase one, um, uh, you know, enzyme, which is that cytochrome P450, which is why it's so important to obviously have this really good, healthy, balanced lifestyle to go with that. The other thing that happens is that when cytochrome P450 does its job, it actually releases free radicals. So we need really good antioxidants to be able to also make that process really safe. And we also want to make sure that we've got good quality protein because if we don't have enough, it, it hinders the function of that enzyme along the way as well. And the other things that the body needs in adequate amount to make sure this phase one is working properly and also that the function of these enzymes are working is B vitamins, magnesium, things like selenium and zinc, and also the antioxidants like vitamin C, um, and you know, um, maybe vitamin E and, um, current kerat- carotenoids and things like that will help to decrease the, um, or process the free radicals that are produced during that phase one detoxification.
0: Mm, absolutely. Okay. So then phase two,
1: phase two. So once we've done all that, then, you know, how do we get this out of the body? So this is, this is where it gets really confusing if it's not confusing already, because phase two, the fates of estrogen go down all the ations. So this is when methylation, sulfuration and glucuronidation happens. Um, and we call, and I'm sure you've all heard of methylation. I think that that's kind of pretty trendy, particularly in the kind of functional medicine space. We've done, a specific podcast episode on methylation 101 so please feel free to go back and have a listen to that Um, but this phase two is where everything conjugates so it takes the products from phase one it binds them with other things so it conjugates them to make them less harmful and more water soluble so that they can either be excreted in urine or in our stool um, so phase two needs things like amino acids, glutathione, um, and a whole bunch of other things to actually make this function properly as well so that it's functioning efficiently. But we also need this balance between phase one and phase two. So we need that both of those pathways to be working well, not one doing all the job as opposed to the other one. So this is when our estrogen gets packaged up and makes it safe and then it moves into um, the stool and that's when we kind of move into this phase three of detoxification. And most things on the market target phase two detoxification. Um, so this is usually where we'll see all of our liver detoxification um, sort of herbs and supplements and, um, you know, you might see uh, I know that you um, Uh, sulforaphane which is from broccoli sprout extract um, is really popular these days and that's part of affecting that phase two detoxification but remember we've also got to work on phase one as well because that's that's pretty important um but the things that can or the or the foods that can help support phase two is all of our cruciferous vegetables so this is where we get like uh you know your broccoli cabbage your Brussels sprouts cauliflower um spinach all of those sorts of things, um, your cruciferous vegetable-containing products really aid with phase two of detoxification. Okay. Phase three. Yeah. All right. So phase three is usually the final excretion process, and this normally happens in the gut. So what happens is we've got everything that's conjugated in phase two. It's now water-soluble. It's been reduced in its toxicity. So it's very safe to be removed from the body. Um, Bile gets pumped into the intestines, which is um, kind of how it also packages packages it and helps to get rid of it as well. And if we have really good, healthy functioning microbiota, then this is the final process in which everything gets eliminated. So not only is our, um, you know, our intestinal microbes so important for our immune function, but it also has a really important role in hormonal metabolism as well. And hence, this is our our gut hormone connection. Because if we have um, dysbiosis, so an overgrowth of the bad bacteria in our gut, if we've got too much of certain things like E. coli or some of those gram negative species, um, then it means that some of those bugs produce too much of something called beta-glucuronidase. And I know that this is a really big, long mouthful, but beta-glucuronidase will then go to the already conjugated estrogen, so the nice little safe packages of it, and it will deconjugate or unbind it, which then puts it back into circulation. So if we don't have good gut health, it means that we're actually increasing our estrogen load Um, and it means that all the compounds from phase two are impossible to eliminate and it actually just sends them straight back into circulation and it has to try and go back through the liver again only to meet that same um, fate once it gets to the gut. Uh, So this is why really good gut health and liver health obviously is just so important for all hormonal balance.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it, just uh, as we're saying the gateway, you know, the gateway being the gut, the mm-hmm. gateway being the liver. We're talking about this idea that, you know, so much of the hormone imbalances people are experiencing is not because they need to dump in more hormones mm-hmm. uh, to help balance things. It's actually they need to improve this conjugation, eliminate them. Elimination pathway um, to you know to enhance their natural hormone function in the body and those receptors and the target tissues um, to. I find this one interesting too because so common we find women who, for example, are having gut issues like constipation Mm -hmm. and they're having massive hormonal issues. And, you know, when you look at the why behind that is probably not only is the conjugation part of it not working well, but then there's resorption occurring back through that intestinal lumen which is going back into uh, the circulation, of course, like you've just described how the beta-glucuronidase breaks open those uh, binded estrogens then you suddenly end up with that recirculation so this hopefully makes it a bit more clear as to why we always harp on about you know get the gut working properly get your liver working properly increase your water intake um you know increase your exercise and activity so the guts you know motility is there Mm -hmm. It's, it's all related to you know hormone balance from that inside out approach rather than the conventional sort of western approach which is test
1: things they're out of balance, outside in, dump more in, um, yeah. and hope for the best. I can't believe I forgot to um, mention the estrobolone. So while we yeah. have that kind of bit of glucuronidase enzyme activity in the gut, so the thing that um, helps to uh, create that final detoxification process is something called alstrobolone, which is a collection of um, of enzymes that's made from certain bacterial species that help um, with really good stuff in there. So our steroid like our little estrogen metabolizers, in our at a gut level. Um, but remember that if we've got you know dysbiosis or overgrowth of certain things, then that's when we get excessive beta glucuronidase activity, and that's when things go wrong. Things split apart. Things go back into our circulation uh, and become biologically active again. So the things that can help to improve that phase three um, is obviously all of the you know timeless health principles involved with gut health but in particular we use things like calcium deglucrate um glucaric acid so that can be found in like fruits and vegetables um but uh calcium deglucurate in particular if um we've got really excessive beta glucuronidase days activity is usually something that I like to use a little bit of but um only if this is present. And, yep. and milk thistle also does it. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I think, you know, when it comes down to supporting,
0: uh, you know, excessive estrogen levels and how to, you know, prevent resorption and all that sort of stuff, you know, we always talk food is medicine. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, later in uh, this month, you'll be hearing from one of our, you know, favorite uh, authors and I guess online um Gurus, and that's Dr. Josh Axe, and we'll be interviewing him very soon. And it's really exciting because this is a lot of stuff that he he puts out there is food is medicine Mm -hmm. and how we heal our body from the inside out. So stay tuned for that lesson that's going to come from him. But there's so much, um, you know, when we come – into the idea of how we help the body. For me, it's always back to basics. You know, it's really looking at how we can get that, you know, liver function supported. Mm-hmm. How we can improve gut function, um, reduce stress levels. Like, just it's the timeless lifestyle principles that exactly. you've heard us mention time and time and time again. Because honestly, they're timeless for a reason. They don't change. And all these years we've been doing this podcast, there's very few of these principles that have altered in any way based on you know new and improved research. Um, yeah. it still comes back down to the very same things. And yeah. I think that's really fascinating. For five years we've been talking about this and for five years those foundations have pretty well, you know, maintained their, their foundation and yeah. that is the idea that you can affect these pathways. You can actually make changes. You can, you know, lose weight safely and improve liver function. Um, I, yeah, I'm a big believer that we seek too quickly as we seek – solutions on a pharmacological you know or synthetic hormone level when we really should be doing the work um you know we should be using our food as our
1: medicine yeah yeah i love that and ash if you want to test how your estrogen metabolism is actually functioning then i usually use like a 24-hour um like urine test because Mm -hmm. it tests um it looks at uh, what your um, two, four, and sixteen um, hydroxyestrone levels are doing, so how your body's actually eliminating or excreting um, estrogen, which I think is, you know, obviously really important, particularly if we're worried about um, any kind of nasty sort of estrogen pathology, such as um, you know fibroid formation or um, endometrial or breast cancers or something along those lines, and we want to have a really good like two to sixteen hydroxyestrone ratio. And when we don't, that's when we can use things that will help to, again, improve each of those pathways, like all the timeless things that you were talking about. And um, one thing that we didn't mention is increasing things like in all our polyphenols. So remember your polyphenols are the colors in your fruits and veggies. So the really deep, rich colors um, are usually means that they're rich in those polyphenols, which is really excellent for just aiding for each of those pathways. Um, particularly in um, sort of as we start to age, I like to also use things like flax seeds. Um, and I know this is going to sound really controversial, but also um, soy and soy isoflavones um, have been shown to modulate that 2 to 16 hydroxy ratio. So this could be an appropriate application for that at that time. Um, I'm not normally a fan of using soy in other sort of areas but that seems to be really effective um, in those instances and always always adequate protein and really good exercise always because it's so essential for the function of that cytochrome p450 but every single one of those pathways as well Awesome, great,
0: great tips there, Andrea. And I think you know, long story short, love your liver, look after it. Yes, you know, love your guts, look after it, and uh, you'll find that hormonal balance will will come as a nice little side effect of loving those other organs.
1: Excellent. All right, ladies. Well, uh, that is a little intro into the fates of estrogen in your body. So phase one and phase two of detoxification through the liver, and then that's final um, sort of excretion through the gut as well, which is essentially phase three. Um, If you've got any questions at all about any of the things that we've mentioned tonight, please don't hesitate to contact us and this is how I'm going to segue into our socials. So you can contact us on Facebook. So we are the wellness women on Facebook. We are the wellness women official on Instagram. You can also just go onto the website, which is just wellnesswomen.com.au, thewellnesswomen.com.au, the wellness or just email us, which is info at the wellness uh, <laughs> Ashley is Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. I am Dr. Andrew.xo on Instagram and the period whisperer on Facebook. So make sure that you have followed us on all of those avenues. You've given us a five star rating and you are, um, you have subscribed to us on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, um, podcast app that you are using. So we are the Wellness Women, uh, Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston. You've been listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are raising the bar on women's health. And until next week, be well.